Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, it is good to see everybody here. Appreciate y'all joining us for class. We're going to get into some new stuff today. We'll wrap up a little bit with what we did last week. But um, before, we, before we get going any further, if you want, at the end of class, I have some more of these Discovering Your Love Language quizzes that if you would like, you can take one, and if your spouse is here with you, grab one for them also. If they're not, grab one for them and take it home. Um, or if you lost yours and have suddenly forgotten everything that we did for the last five weeks, you can review this stuff as well. All right. <clears throat> Looking at the last five weeks, we've covered these five love languages. What did we learn? And if you are new to the class, you can probably pick up pick up speed pretty quickly. Looking at the last five weeks, what did we learn about how we show and receive love? Does everybody show and receive love in the same way? No. Okay. What are some of the different ways, by way of review, what are some of the different ways that we show and receive love? Words of affirmation, yeah, that's one kind of positive and uh, affirming words. Very good. What was the other one? Quality time, yeah, undivided attention. Yeah, acts of service. That's right. Yeah, things that would uh, that wasn't one of the actual languages, Jesus, but one of the. um, I mean, that's definitely part of what we've been doing. Yeah, yeah. What was? and I know, I know you've been in and out of, uh, of class. Uh, so we've got quality time, words of affirmation, I heard acts of service. We've got two more. Physical touch, yeah. And receiving gifts, yeah, okay. All right, um, for those of you who have been here uh, at least once or a few times, let me ask this, kind of a question for reflection. What did you learn about yourself during these last few weeks? Did you learn anything about yourself? that you're willing to share? Yes? Well, I thought my love language was gifts, but when we were filling out the um, questionnaire, it actually was words of affirmation. Really? I'm wondering if like different times in your life, you kind of, your love languages change. Okay. Anybody want to weigh in on that? Have you maybe experienced a change in how you, how you receive love? over the years. Dan has raised a good point. See a couple of people nodding, yeah? Maybe over the years, maybe as a child it was one thing and then as you gradually get older, start to change it. (laughs) Just, maybe it changes from week to week, yeah. Yeah, anybody else, uh, anybody else learn anything about yourself that you're willing to share with the group? Was anybody surprised at the results of the quiz last week? Did anybody, uh, if you remember the results of your quiz, did you score really high in one or two and lower in the other three? Seeing some nods. Tom, you scored high in two and then lower in the other three. How many of you, was that your experience, if you remember? For those of us who remember, yeah, that was, uh, that was mine. Katie, you've got yours. What, are, you, are you willing to share a little bit about your results? Um, like I got 10 
I can cut that out of the recording. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay. And 12 is the highest, just to give you all kind of an idea of the scale so I, here on this. I did an answer number 26, the one that's, it was one that for couples one is like, we are physically intimate, or you choose my loved one gives me a little gift they've picked up for me in the course of your normal Yeah. Because I think the second one comes first, and then <laughs> the one helps the other. <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Because they go together. That's fair. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. some true insight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all, we're all very aware of our context in this very moment. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an appropriate way to share that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no. This, this is a really exciting class, guys. I'm glad, I'm glad everybody's here today. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry, were you going to share? No, no. Oh, okay, okay. All right. But no, I, I, no, but I think that that's actually, uh, that, that, that's a fair point. Um, there were some, for those of you who were able to get the Five Love Languages book, when, when he, like, I think uh, Gary Chapman, the author, had a couple of examples where when he would ask married couples, what do you think, specifically the husband, what do you think your love language is? Often the husband would respond, oh, it's physical touch because I definitely enjoy that particular aspect of marriage. But as he would kind of ask about that, he would say, okay, well, do you, are, you, are, are you interested in your wife if she has been putting you down all day? It's like, well, no, absolutely not. I'm not interested. It's like, okay, well, then maybe your primary love language isn't physical touch. Maybe it's something like words of affirmation. And the more the husband kind of dug into that, they thought, oh, that does actually make sense. When she's complimenting me, feel loved, and then therefore I'm more interested. Oh, okay. Maybe there's something to that. So anyway, yeah, I think that's, that's great insight. Let me ask this question. I think that this, I think this might apply to me. Is it possible to receive love one way, but for you to show love in a different way? A couple of people are nodding their heads yes. What do y'all think? Is anybody willing to share? Yeah. Like, affirm me in that way. I'm mm-hmm. a stay-at-home mom, so I don't get a lot of interactions. So when my kids, like, my whole life is pleasing, like, trying to provide for my family. So I very much yeah. speak love in the things I do for them every day. Mm-hmm. Then I want to hear, oh, you did a good job. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. So you might show love by, show love by acts, of, acts service, of service, but, I receive, but receive words of affirmation. Okay. And Interesting. I forget a lot of the time. Okay. Yeah. It's very honorable that Andy has remained quiet during that time. <laughs> Josh, I think you had a comment, right? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was talking to Eric a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so I think that I'm good at words of affirmation. Yeah. Um, and I think that giving words of affirmation, yeah, right? Words of affirmation, yeah. Okay. But I really don't care if you compliment me or not. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And the one that you, the one that you uh, scored higher on for for receiving love wasn't words of affirmation, right? No. Fascinating. Yeah. So, I, I think we've all kind of arrived at uh, 
the same conclusion that it's at least possible, right? Now, you might show and receive love in the same way, whether it's words of affirmation, quality time, or whatever. Um, Lene and I took our quizzes. Our top two love languages were the same, and we scared, scored fairly low in the other areas. So that was, was convenient for us. One of my low scores for receiving love was acts of service. I really don't like it when Linnea does something that I would normally do. So whether it's taking out the trash, getting the oil change in the car or gas or something like that, just basic car maintenance stuff, things along those lines. I don't like it when Linnea has to do that because I feel bad for not getting something done, right? That's my responsibility. Yeah, it's my responsibility. I need to, I need to do those things. But on the other hand, I actually enjoy doing things for Linnea that she would normally do because I like lightening her load. Last night was a great example. She had a rough night. Samuel got up just a couple of times. He has been sick this past week. He is 99.9% better, but you know, with the way everything is these days, we figured it'd be safer to keep him and Pete home today. So we had, uh, Linnea got up um, around one or two, and then Samuel made another noise at five, and so like some, some interrupted sleep. So she was kind of a zombie this morning. I was happy to start getting her tea ready and her, you know, her breakfast and everything else. Like I enjoy doing that kind of stuff for her. I would feel terrible if she did that for me, though, because well, I, I don't know. I just it just didn't feel right. So yeah, I think that this is I think this is something that maybe maybe we need to to look out for as we kind of navigate these different different languages. So, this is, um, oh yeah, well, oh, one more thing, one more thing. How many of you, uh, how many married couples may have experienced this? Early on in your marriage, um, Linnea, for me specifically, Linnea didn't understand why I was so excited when I changed, excuse me, <coughs> she didn't understand why I was so excited that like, I changed the wiper blades on her car. She, she, I told her, like, hey, I changed the wiper blades on your car. I noticed that they were pretty rough. And she was like, why are we spending money on that? It's like, what do you mean? You've got to be able to see. You've got to drive. I'm a student. I'm not making any money. <laughs> You're the one that's got a job here. She didn't get it until gradually later she realized, that, you know, I was trying to, trying to show love. And that's the key here, right, to kind of the last thing I want to mention with this is like, if you recognize that this happens to you, be willing to ask yourself, you know, all right, why am I doing this thing for my loved one? Really dig into it. Are you doing it to show love? Or are you doing it to maybe earn a favor so you can say, well, I did this for you. You need to do this other thing for me. That is what we call manipulation. And that's not cool. Okay, right. Now, very much so. Yeah, because it's not about them. It's not about showing them love. It's about how you can get what you want, whether or not it's immediate or whether it's sort of delayed. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's a good way to put it, Joe. All right, guys, we're going to transition now into kind of the second half of class, not just class period today, but really the second half of this, uh, the remainder of our time together. This book is written by the same guy, co-authored by the same guy and another, uh, another uh, psychologist 
called The Five Languages of Apology. I've got it up here. If later you want to take a picture of it or get the, uh, get the address, or not the address, uh, get, the, um, get the name of it. <clears throat> this is the book. It is hard to find this on Amazon for cheap. Five Love Languages, I think you could get a paperback copy for like seven or eight dollars. It was pretty cheap. This is going hardback copies for 50 something dollars. Um, paperback copies in the 20s, maybe 30s. You can find used copies for like 10, 12, 13 dollars. So snag a used copy if you're interested. I don't know why this one is so expensive. Maybe the other ones just because they've gone through multiple editions. Anyway, this is what we're going to be dealing with for the next few weeks. So let me ask this question so we kind of start off this morning. How do you feel when someone wrongs you? What's your feeling? Someone wrongs you one way or another, something that it, you're sensitive about or whatever. How do you feel? Let's dig into that for a little bit. Hurt? Okay. Sad? Angry. Yeah. How many of us might say that we tend to be more sad when someone hurts us? Can we have a show of hands? Sad? How many of us tend more towards anger when someone hurts us? Okay. Hurt, sad, angry? Any, uh, anything else? Maybe both at the same time. Yeah. Depends on the topic. Fair enough. And does it depend on who it is, right? Depends very much on who it is. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. We're going to get to that too. Yeah. All right. So when someone wrongs you, and I specifically use that language wrong, I tried to avoid the language of when someone offends you. Because that feels like it's kind of a buzzword these days. Everybody's hypersensitive about being offended or whatever. That's not what we wanted to go with. If someone genuinely wrongs you, how do you feel? Okay, let me ask this. Say someone has wronged you. A loved one, all right? Not some goofball you know, who cut you off in traffic or you know, somebody not paying attention in the store and they bump into you. Okay, anyway. Say that someone you love has wronged you. Let me ask this. Generally speaking, right, does an apology help? What do you think? If it's genuine. If it's genuine. Okay. You said no. Why did you say no? Like, it depends, like, how, like, what, like, you did. Like, if you okay. did something really bad and you just, like, apologize, and it's like, well, it doesn't change what you did. Yeah. 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 I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and uh, they are often wrestling. They will play and laugh so, so much. They will, they'll kind of laugh themselves into incapacitation, right? They'll be running around. They'll just start laughing so much and just kind of fall over. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know at what stage you grow up out of that, but my younger brother-in-law, uh, Lin Linnea's younger brother, he's 33. 233, that same thing happens to him. So if that's you, just watch out, okay? Yeah, that, it, yeah, apparently you don't grow out of that, not all the time. <laughs> but these guys, they'll be laughing, running around, and then uh, you know, Samuel, the younger one, will grab something. Pete, the older one, he wants it. He 
takes it because he thinks it's his turn, since Samuel had two and a half seconds to play with it, and now it's Pete's turn. He'll run off, Samuel will cry, and then you'll, what do we have to do? Pete, say you're sorry. And he's, sorry. Just kind of stomps off like he's not really sorry. But then the other night, Pete and I had a rough night. Man, it was bad. It was really bad. It was one of those where afterwards, after he finally went to sleep, I was telling him, I just feel, I just feel gross. It was just rough. There was crying. There was yelling. It just, you know, it was, it was bad. It was bad. And he, it, what it was, he wasn't feeling great, and he was exhausted. And that is a killer combination, not just for kids, but for anybody, right? Jerry anticipated that uh, because he knew that we had some sick kids, and so he thought I might be a little stressed out, so he gave me some donut holes earlier today. Appreciate that. Specifically mentioned that I might be hangry. Is there, do I have a reputation? Uh, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. But earlier, the, the next morning, when Pete and I got up, I went over to him. We sat down on the stairs. I was like, hey, buddy. I want to apologize, man. I'm sorry that I got so grumpy with you last night. That's our code word, right, <laughs> for being angry. We're grumpy. Like, buddy, I'm sorry I got so grumpy with you last night. I shouldn't have done that, and I, I want to tell you that I'm, I'm sorry that happened. And Pete's, uh, Pete's a quality time guy and a physical touch guy, so like, I'm, I'm rubbing his back while I'm talking to him about this. And then Pete, out of nowhere, gives me this dynamite apology. It's like, Daddy, I'm sorry I got out of my room, and I'm sorry I yelled. Wow. He gave me something specific. And it was, like Claire said, genuine. It was sincere. Yeah. If it is, well, actually, let's ask this question. What makes an apology sincere? What do you think? Someone apologizes? Acknowledgement. Acknowledgement of what in particular? Guilt. What they did, acknowledgement of guilt, yeah. Acknowledgement of their feelings, too. Acknowledgement of their feelings, so like I acknowledge your feelings. I'm, I know I hurt you and you were disappointed because. Yeah, okay. They validate their feelings. They validate how you made them feel. Yeah, okay. Repentance. Accepting responsibility, right? Tom, yeah? If they apologize or if you apologize before a wrongdoing has been highlighted. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So like before you get caught, right? Or not necessarily caught in the sense uh right. But I, I think I, that's one expression of what you're talking about, I think. Case in point. Okay. Stuff will slip through my mouth and go, oh, I yeah. Before that's fair. I, that's a really good practice. That's a really good practice to have. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I think it also helps when you acknowledge how what you did hurt the other person, how yeah. it made them feel, or how it impacted them. Yeah. So you're really thinking yeah. about what you did, so mm -hmm. you feel like how it impacted them. Yeah. So that's like 
Right, right. Because you can, you can, like we had a couple of other folks mention, like, you know, acknowledging their feelings or validating their feelings. Yeah, you can, you can really take the apology beyond just something that's sort of self-focused, not necessarily self-centered, but self-focused, like, oh, I'm sorry, I did this, I did that, I apologize. You can take it a step beyond and further the connection with the person. I understand how that you felt X, Y, and Z because of the things that I did. Yeah. To, for an apology to be sincere, right? It's got to be genuine. It, it has to express a real and truthful desire to express sorrow for one's behavior or something along those lines. All right, let me ask this question. Can we learn, can you learn how to apologize effectively? Is that a skill you can learn? Yes. Okay. Folks, does anyone think you can't learn how to apologize? Couple of, uh, oh, okay. Interesting, all guys, all right? Let's, uh, <laughs> sorry. Not, not to buy into any kind of stereotypes, would either of the three of you care to dig into that with us a little bit? I'm just curious which is, <laughs> absolutely, okay, we're not gonna touch that one with a 10-foot pole, all right? Okay, sure. If you're so fixated on your like peak storming off, yeah. you can't calm down. You're somebody who's so distracted by their emotions and you're never gonna wanna apologize. Okay. Yeah, so maybe right in the moment there. Yeah, there's some yeah, I mean, situational some, dependent, but sure. some people may just be the guy that they really work at it and just hurts other people more. Yeah. Okay. I can understand that. Uh, Rory, you want to go? <laughs> I just don't think that uh, some people are wired that way. Fair. <laughs> Fair. It might not be. Yeah, it might not be. Hey, Zeus, yeah? So, like, in the past, like, I've been sort of, like, upset. Mm-hmm. So far beyond where, like, I'm in, I'm in, like, that point of no return, you know, like, past the happy part. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I know I'm wrong, but if I apologize, you know what, I'm still mad. You know, I'm still mad. <laughs> and I want to apologize because I feel like I'm, Submitting to my anger, you know, like, mm. or not submitting. I don't know. You're acknowledging. Right. I'm right. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I was too far gone. To yeah. Even acknowledge that I was wrong. I'm sorry. So I'm just gonna stay mad. And then, it, and then the next day, passes, I'm like, I'm sorry. It's easier sometimes to stay mad, which is which is so weird. I mean, that was me as a kid. I would, I would just, I would want my parents to know that I'm mad, <laughs> <laughs> and your rules about bedtime or whatever whatever it was made me mad i want you to know that i'm mad and like i would want to stay away from them for the whole day it's weird as a parent doing that because i'll fuss at pete for something that he knows not to do right i told him a hundred times he knows not to do this and i'll get on to him it's like buddy you've got to stop we've talked about this okay and then he'll be kind of grumpy and then i'll be kind of grumpy and then like i've had to catch myself it's like oh it's been it's been five minutes i i, I I can let this go. It's okay. Just, just be cool. All right. All right. The very first language. All right. We've got. Uh, we're right at time. Very first language that I want to talk. Can you give me three minutes? Can you give me three minutes? Okay. Very first language that is the in the, the learning how to apologize book is learning how to express regret for what you have done. Now here's a trick. The basic way of doing that is to say, I'm sorry. Now, if you noticed earlier when we asked, how does, like, what it, basically, like, 
why do we apologize or what do we, um, let me, what was the exact question I asked? Uh, oh yeah, what, what makes an apology sincere? Y'all actually named all the things that I was looking for later here. I was going to ask the question, what are you looking for in an apology? And y'all basically covered all five of the things. Here are the five languages. The first one is expressing regret. The next four, accepting responsibility for something, wanting to make amends, expressing genuine repentance, or requesting forgiveness. Y'all listed all five of those things. They were worded a little bit differently, but all five of those categories were there. All right, so learning how to say you're sorry can mean a few things, right? You express regret. I am sorry that I caused this pain or this disappointment or even this inconvenience, right? I'm sorry I made you late to work or whatever. Or something much more serious, I'm, I'm sorry for this betrayal of trust, okay? And what really makes that key is having some kind of, like demonstrating some kind of evidence that you realize, right, how deeply you hurt the other person. I mentioned earlier about how Pete gave me this detailed apology where he apologized for something specific. Let me ask, how does including details of an apology, details in an apology, how does that help, or does it? It does help. It does help. Why, why, why would that help? It acknowledges that you know why you're apologizing. Yeah. If you just say, well, I'm sorry. Like, get off my back about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, versus, I'm sorry for leaving the toilet seat up, or whatever the case is. <laughs> and the dog started drinking out of it, and he licked the kid's face. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Right. Bible talks about that. It's called confession. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me ask this. Have you ever corrected a problem without saying you're sorry when you needed to? Yes. Sometimes it feels like I've apologized, right? I've corrected the behavior. When what really needed to happen, not every situation, but when what really needed to happen was for me to express regret. I am sorry that I did this. I'm sorry that I assumed you meant X, Y, and Z, and so I reacted. I tried to correct the behavior, but instead I didn't make this connection that I could have made with an appropriate apology expressing regret. Okay. Katie, you were about to say something? Yeah. And I've got one more point after that, and then we'll wrap up.
Yeah. But a really good detailed apology would have been much appreciated. Yeah, it definitely would have communicated to you. Yeah. This is sincere. This is genuine. They acknowledge what they did. All right. Last question, and then we'll we'll head out. How effective is this? I'm sorry, but. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what do you say, Joe? Yeah. I'm sorry, but if you wouldn't make me so mad, but if you wouldn't, cl- if you would clean up. <laughs> All right. Let the apology do its job, right? Save the blame for when you can find a more constructive way to talk about the thing that made you upset. Is that fair? Save the blame. Learn how to say, I'm genuinely sorry for filling the blank with the, with the specific thing that you did. Leave it at that. Because if you start going in there blaming, you're going to undo all the good that you just tried to do. Guys, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all giving me some extra time. You all have a good rest of the day, and we will see you next week.